A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. Will you join me in prayer? God, we thank you for this morning, for this day, for your presence, God. Lord, thank you for being with us wherever we are. And Father, we pray that through your Holy Spirit, you speak to us, God, that you teach us your word. Lord, we we open our hearts and our minds to be impacted by you, God. Forgive us our sins. And Lord, I pray that you purify my lips with a coal from your altar, that you fill me with your Holy Spirit, that it be your word, God, and not my own, much, much more of you and less of me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few days ago, I attended a required clergy retreat. Um, It was required from the conference, from our denomination, and it was at a church in Stanley, North Carolina. Uh, And it was really a church like I had never really been to before, a very unique type of ministry. It has 90 plus acres of land. And at first glance, I didn't realize how much land it really had. Uh, There's a church building uh, that has a sanctuary and and like a gym that can be multi-use. And it has grassy hills in the background. There's a forest. There's a community garden. Uh, and there are gathering areas throughout, uh, I suppose, for, for life groups and, and Bible studies, but also just friends for fellowship. And, and it's very, very clear throughout with different signs that have Bible verses, a space where the presence of God is there, where that place is a gift from God to be uh, enjoyed by families. But there were also some trails, including a labyrinth, And so I was really excited to actually arrive there and walk throughout, and there were different prayer stations. I I really loved it. It was beautiful. It was refreshing, although I was not excited at first to be there or to have it put in my schedule. I was grateful afterwards. And uh, on campus, there were a group of, of church leaders uh, as I said, a lot of the community surrounding the area, especially uh, with the, 
the community garden, but even within the trails, you can see how all of that have been work and effort of the community coming together and making this space a holy space together. And within uh, the trail area, there were a group of, of church congregants, of church leaders, and they explained that they were uh, working on restoring the soil in that specific area, in that section of the forest. And the reason why they were wanting to restore the soil was uh, with the purpose of attracting butterflies, monarchs. And so I found this fascinating because I grew up in Chicago, inner city Chicago. And for me, this place was already perfect. It was beautiful. It was natural. It was clean and refreshing. But they explained that the soil right there had actually been contaminated with man-made chemicals like pesticides for farming. And it had altered its natural environment, its natural design. And due to this, native plants and flowers did not flourish as well. And so if you have less flowers, you have less butterflies. Before this moment, my understanding of contamination was limited to maybe oil spills or trash, plastic. My untrained eye saw the area as beautiful and healthy. But in reality, restoration was needed. Cleansing was needed. The land was exhausted after years of production. These folks explained that restoring was going to be a process. The truth is, this is needed for all of us. We all have contributed to society in some shape or form. We've all produced. We've all worked hard and although we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, as Psalm 139.14 says, we have all been altered in some way. The pain of death in the family, abuse, whether physical or verbal, lack of support or opportunity, deception, betrayal, rejection, human sin, and our own sin. We all live in a world of challenges, which produce victories, but also failures. We are all vulnerable, which produces joy, but also grief. We all need restoration. In Jesus' parable of the sower, the soil is you. Your soul, your being, all of you mind, heart, spirit, and body. The seed is the good news. Yes, you, we are all hurt. Sinful, our own and other sin has hurt us, altered us. However, God loves us. Our Father who created us wants to restore us to the original state of it is good. As you may remember in the story of the creation in Genesis, when God created us, God said, it is good, it is very good. But sin has altered us, has affected us, has contaminated us. So we are the soil. And the good news in Jesus Christ is the seed. It is Jesus who pays the cost on the cross, 
who works the land, who gets into our mind and our hearts with his teaching. But we as the soil, we must be willing and involved, aware of the, birth, the birds on the path, as the parable said, those that want to steal the seed of faith and conviction. We need to be aware of those. We must also stay humble, learn and obey Holy Scripture so that our faith develop with deep and strong roots. And lastly, in this parable, we can learn that we must avoid thorns in society so that when we try to grow as people of faith, we can grow tall and healthy with less of a painful process. So good soil. Verse 8 gives another example of where the seed falls. And Jesus calls us to be good soil. So for that, I believe we all need to be restored, decontaminated. And it is a process. And I know those are harsh words, possibly, but in reality, I can speak for myself. I have produced some of my own contamination. In science, one of the methods of cleansing or restoring soil is called phytoremediation. And the process can take months or years. And this is what is done. Certain plants or, or trees are planted in the contaminated soil. And these trees absorb the contamination, the pollution. They suck it up as they grow, thus restoring the soil to its original state. And those trees are then removed, and the contamination goes away with the trees. Jesus does that on the cross. Jesus absorbs our sins, restoring us, cleanses us from sin and the damage of sin. Jesus nourishes our soul, our soil, restoring us with truth and holiness through faith. Then we are ready to produce, to bloom the way our Father created us to bloom. And the butterflies arrive. The Holy Spirit arrives. In effect, we produce beautiful blooms and abundant fruit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I want to close with these three points. Point number one, we all, all of us, need cleansing and restoration. All of us do. But point number two it is a process. It is a process. In the United Methodist Church, with Wesleyan theology, we call this the process of sanctification. And point number three, let us not detach from Jesus. Jesus is the way. Do not let go of Jesus. The Gospel of John fifteen five reads this, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to restore, to teach. God, we are willing, we make ourselves available for your seed. Father, help us be aware of those things that may take us away from your blessing, away from receiving your Holy Spirit, your fruit. Father, help us grow deep and strong roots through your Holy Word. But God, we, we make ourselves available to you, that you restore us, that you cleanse us from our own sin, from pain, maybe from others that have caused us hurt. Lord, we pray mercy, not only on ourselves, but for those in our home, in our world. Restore us, God. Cleanse us, Father, and that your seed grow and bear fruit, that we bloom the flowers that you intended us to bloom. And we, Lord, ask that your Holy Spirit fill us. We love you, we honor you, and God, we depend on you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.